0: Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is from the Sunday of Zacchaeus, on which we consider what it was about Zacchaeus that attracted the attention of the Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Joyous feast. Joyous feast. Today we hear the passage about Zacchaeus and how it was that salvation came to his house. We actually, I don't know if you know this, but when we do house blessings around the time of Theophany, one of the prayers that we say Um, recalls and speaks of Zacchaeus. And so there's this image there of as we bless the home, as the priest comes as an icon of Christ, as the symbol of Christ to the community and enters into the house, salvation is brought to the house by his presence there. I think that as human beings you know how when you're younger and you fall in love you want to do everything that you can to make yourself attractive to the other person. It's very easy to do that in the beginning. Later on it becomes... It's more challenging. You have to be more deliberate about it. And sometimes we even forget to be that way before our spouses. But many of you that have been married for many long years know what it means to live in such a way that you desire to please the other, that you desire to please your spouse. And you know the beauty that comes from that and the joy that comes from that. Zacchaeus today is when the Lord encounters him in the midst of a life that is not pleasing to God by any stretch of the imagination. We talked about last week how earlier on in the Gospel of Luke, not just before, very shortly before this encounter with Zacchaeus, Jesus says to his disciples that it's hard for a rich man to be saved. And he's speaking of a rich man who's kept all of the commandments. He says it's hard for that one to be saved. And now he encounters Zacchaeus, who is a rich man by extortion, who is a greedy man, who has not kept the commandments. And so, if the things that Jesus says about the rich man are such that his disciples respond, who then can be saved? You would think that it's doubly, triply, quadruply. Zacchaeus will think that Zacchaeus gives four times back what he had extorted from other people. And so you could think it's four times as impossible for Zacchaeus to be saved as it is for others. And so the life that Zacchaeus is living is not attractive to God. But he does something that suddenly not only draws the attention of the Lord, but draws his attention in such a way that he says, Zacchaeus, I must come and dine in your house today. I must. What is it? What do you think it was that drew the Lord's attention to Zacchaeus? You can actually try to answer me. Somebody say, what do you think? Cody? Uh, The fact that he actually went out of his way to try and climb the tree to see him. He went out out of his his way. way. Yeah, out of his way out of curiosity. Yeah, he embarrassed himself. And didn't even think about how embarrassing it was for him to climb up into the tree. He was willing to embrace that shame and not only that, when somebody is, I guess, caught in a life of, of sin, aren't they? And don't you know? And you even see it in the gospel aren't they the people who have already received condemnation from everyone around them. So you hear it in this this account from the Gospels, that right away, as soon as Jesus goes to be with Zacchaeus and to eat with him, everyone says, because everyone knows about Zacchaeus, that Jesus has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. You could think of other examples. You could think of people that are beggars by the side of the road, people who are prostitutes, people who are think today, perhaps in our day and age, of people who are involved in the pornography industry, people who are addicted to prescription painkillers or to other sorts of drugs. Such that everyone knows the sort of people that they are. That's kind of the word of society. This is who they are. And yet, Zacchaeus, in spite of all of that, because of his humility and because of his willingness to bear that shame, to go out on a limb, quite literally. The Lord sees something in him that is incredibly attractive. I want to read to you something, and this this relates, something what Zacchaeus did relates to what we do when we go to confession and when we're honest before another human being who stands there as the, in the place of the entire body of the church, when we stand before that other human being and before God and honestly reveal our wounds and the places where we are broken. now let's listen to what Elder Zacharias, contemporary um, teacher of the church, has to say about Zacchaeus. He says, The Lord Jesus Himself was on His way up to Jerusalem to bear reproach and suffering for the salvation of the world. He was journeying towards the cross of shame. And Zacchaeus, in a prophetic way, put Himself in the way of Christ and endured shame. Zacchaeus was indifferent to the crowd's good opinion and became a laughing stock for Christ's sake. This is precisely what made the Lord notice him. He saw in him a spiritual kinship with himself. In this way, Zacchaeus found the Lord to be not only a fellow traveler, but even a guest at his table. The Lord's visit did indeed bring peace and the grace of salvation to his house. Above all, however, it enlarged his heart fourfold, and this turned his life around. The fourfold nature of his conversion, the fact that Zacchaeus gave back fourfold from what he had taken from others, signifies Zacchaeus' assimilation into the mystery of the depth the height, the length, and the breadth of the cross of Christ. In other words, by putting himself on the way of the Lord, Zacchaeus's heart underwent a fourfold enlargement, meaning that he was reborn unto the boundlessness of eternal life. And so if we think about what would make us attractive to the Lord's eye and to his embrace. There's nothing more attractive than humility, and there's nothing more attractive than him finding a kinship with us in our willingness to bear shame. And so this means when we go to confession, that we don't go in such a way that we read the commandments and try to find all of the ways that we're justified. Because we do that a lot. We say, well, I was tempted and I looked at other women with lust in my heart, women other than my, you know, and so I betrayed my relationship with my wife. But, you know, I've been really tired lately. And I've been having a hard time. And my wife hasn't been very nice. And So you see how we start to find all sorts of justifications. And this, when we do this, When we try to find justification for our sins, when we try to make excuses in our sins, there's something about it that divorces us and takes us away from the reality of bearing the shame. It takes us away from that kinship with Christ who was willing to quite literally, the scriptures say when he ascends the cross, he becomes sin for our salvation. So we try, but we try to excuse ourselves. And think about that. The only sinless one becomes sin for our salvation. And then we, who have sinned, by our own free choice, try to distance ourselves from the reality of our actions and say, well, no, there's always a reason. But so we have to learn to become more like Zacchaeus in that willingness to bear shame. And certainly it's one of the great paradoxes of the gospel that people like Zacchaeus, as I said before, the disciples were already asking, if the rich can't be saved, then who can be saved? And Jesus says, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And so then they encounter not just a rich man, but a very sinful rich man. And so you can imagine the disciples thinking, well, how in the world is it possible that he could be saved? And yet, he's the one that's saved. He's the one whom the Lord says salvation has come to his house today. Whereas the rich man who had kept the commandments went away sad, and there's no mention of whether salvation ever came to him, even though that's what he was seeking. Perhaps this rich man, the one who went away sad, and who at least in that moment, we don't know what happened to him later, but at least in that moment did not find the salvation that he was looking for. Perhaps. The issue isn't just about money, but it's about the status, the high opinion of oneself, and the high opinion that others have of oneself that comes along with having that wealth and those riches. Perhaps this is the thing that made the rich young man go away sad. Because if he were to give away everything that he had and go follow the Lord, he would become a laughing stock before the people. He might be ridiculed his own family might turn against him as someone that they might think is practically insane for what he is doing. And so maybe it's not so much about the wealth as it is about vainglory, pride, self-righteousness and all of these other things that keep this man from entering into the kingdom of God and that make it so difficult for him to enter in, whereas Zacchaeus and others in our midst that we encounter who already have no glory from the world, who are already shamed, who already bear the reproach of society from everyone around them, everywhere that they go, it's so much easier for them to turn and embrace the gospel. And you see that over and over and over again in the scripture, that it's so much easier. It's so much quicker. And that's why Jesus even eventually says to the Pharisees, the scribes and Pharisees, he says, behold, you know, prostitutes, tax collectors, and sinners enter the kingdom of heaven before you because they change their mind. And it's much easier because they have already been cut off from the life of the world and from its praises, from its pride, from its pomp. They have none of that, it's already been taken away. And so may the Lord teach us to be like Zacchaeus, to genuinely bear the shame of our sins in confession and find that in doing so, in genuinely crying out to God day and night, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, the sinner. In that recognition, we find that there's a kinship between us and the Lord, and he is immediately drawn to enter within our heart and bring salvation to the entire household of our life. Amen. joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends Okay, goodbye. God bless you